Hello, this is Mohammed from MJ Physiotherapy. Um, so I'm just just to continue on from yeah um, the audio previously, talking to you about meniscal injuries of the knee. Um, just to recap, meniscal tears are the most common injury of the knee. They can be classified by their location and type. They may occur in acute knee injuries, so in the younger patients um, or more in the older population as part of a degenerative process. Um, acute meniscal tears typically occur when a person changes direction in a manner that involves rotating or twisting of the knee while the knee is flexed and the corresponding foot is planted. This commonly occurs in sports such as football, rugby, basketball, American football. So most sports which involve running fast, changing direction, jumping, landing. Um, older individuals can develop a degenerative meniscus tear with minimal or no trauma. Um, as the meniscus becomes stiffer and less compliant with age. So, I'm just going to be talking to you a little bit about meniscus uh, surgery. Uh, when, uh, What are the indications for an individual to have meniscus surgery? And um, comparing to carrying on with non-surgical management, so which is just exercise therapy, to um, improve symptoms. So... The fundamental principle of meniscus surgery is to preserve as much normal meniscus as possible. Um, tears, tears with a high prob probability of healing um, with surgical interventions are repaired, so, uh, but most tears are not repairable uh, and partial meniscectomy is an alternative. So um, partial meniscectomy meaning taking part of your meniscus cartilage out. Um, Repairing them, it means just repairing as much as possible with sutures. Um, so the indications for performing a meniscus repair depend upon a number of factors. Um, so the location, peripheral tears heal better due to, due to blood supply. So the more outer rims of the menisci have better blood supply. The morphology, so shorter tears and vertical longitudinal tears are more repairable versus the longer and degenerative horizontal tears. And... The amount of time the symptoms have been occurring, so the chronicity, so the acute tears are more, um, better chance of them repairing. So um, some of these conditions are rarely met in older patients, um, where degenerative meniscus tears are more common. Meniscus repair is performed almost exclusively in the younger patients. Um, so the older patients are more likely to, to have a partial meniscectomy, which is taking part of your cartilage out. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk to you. Um, I'm just gonna briefly go over you know some of the indications for which you know you might require surgery. Um, so some of the clinical features of meniscal injuries that may affect prognosis. So factors that may indicate non-surgical treatment. Um, a non-surgical treatment to be successful um, so symptoms which develop over 24 to 48 hours following the injury uh, minimal injury or no recall of a specific injury they're able to weight bear there's minimum swelling around the knee you have full range of movement with pain only at the end range of flexion um, you've had a previous history of rapid recovery from similar injury um, and there's only early degenerative changes on the x-rays Factors that may indicate surgery um, is a severe twisting injury. The athlete is unable to continue playing. 
um, locked knee or severely restricted range of movement so they cannot get full extension of the knee and, and activate the quadriceps um, there's positive orthopedic tests um, when carried out on the patient so like positive McMurray's test um, and there's a really palpable clunk of the knee with pain um, um, so yeah pain on McMurray's test with minimal knee flexion and also a presence of an associated ACL tear so the anterior crucial ligament there's, an, there's also an injury to that as well um, and there's little improvement of clinical features after three to six weeks of non-surgical treatment um, and that may indicate um, an individual might require surgery um, so there's a number of literature which talks about the outcomes following um, surgery. So there's um, there was a study that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine that compared a partial meniscectomy um, with physical therapy. Um, subjects were symptomatic patients aged 45 years and over uh, with a meniscus tear and evidence of um, osteoarthritis. Uh, 355, 351 patients that were included in this trial, there were no significant differences in the magnitude of improvement in functional status and pain after 6 and 12 months. Um, so, in this study, um, uh, the outcomes um, of this study um, suggest that... Um, non-operative treatment is a reasonable first-line strategy uh, meaning exercise therapy, f physiotherapy, um, strengthening um, is, is a good uh, first-line strategy when dealing with these type of injuries. Um, also uh, there was a study that was done by Siobhan and colleagues um, assessing the role of partial meniscectomy with the sham surgery so um, half the patients were assigned to have a partial meniscectomy half the patients were um, to undergo a sham surgery where there wasn't no um, meniscectomy carried out um, this landmark study showed that both groups had significant improvements in primary outcomes um, partial meniscectomy did not have a greater improvement than those assigned to sham surgery um, and also furthermore no significant between group differences were found in any of the secondary outcomes um, and the authors concluded that results argue against the current practice of performing partial meniscectomy in patients with a degenerative meniscus tears um, so there is some evidence coming out that um, partial meniscectomy is not suitable for uh, degenerative meniscus tears in the more the older populations um, but rather conservative approach of physiotherapy and strengthening um, works equally as well where then then surgery um, which is good because um, obviously it's a it's a um, it's less riskier it's cheaper um, and uh, exercise is also really good for for overall for the health of an individual so these are really really prom promising and positive results that are coming out um, so I mean like I said from my previous audio um, and this is um, from the um, ESSKA meniscus consensus um, algorithm um, so if 
if an individual is um, greater than 35 years of age um, and he's had a non-locked painful knee for greater than or equal to a month, um, you, you, we would uh, refer him for an x-ray. Um, I think an MRI at that stage is usually unnecessary except special indications. Um, so we would always try him out with non-operative treatment, um, plus or minus an injection. Um, and if they've had at least three months of symptoms, um, except considerable mechanical symptoms, um, so non-operative treatment for those, so if they haven't got any great mechanical symptoms, um, we would recommend three months of, of physiotherapy, of exercises, of strengthening. And if that fails, then uh, an MRI can be carried out. Um and if there's no um, osteoarthritis evidence on x-ray or MRI, then uh, an arthroscopic partial meniscectomy is, uh, is an option. Um, but if there is evidence of osteoarthritis on an x-ray or MRI, um, treatment of early arthritis, so no arthros arthroscopic debridement, um, except considerable mechanical symptoms. Um, so... That's the kind of algorithm that they um, that the uh, knee specialists follow, um, and so they will always recommend non-surgical management as a first line of of treatment, and it has, like I said, it has shown some promising promising results. Um, so, yeah, so the, this um, this episode uh, just wanted to touch on touch on surgery. Um, because patients do come and come come to me in clinic, and they they say, you know, do I would you think I require surgery? And most of the time, they don't want to go through and have surgery, um, and, and rightly so. It's not um, it can be a, a, a scary thought, but um, these are the concerns they have, and um, they talk they, they do mention a lot about well, will I be will I get you know arthritis at an early age um and, and and those kind of questions and and because the fear the underlying fear is that they don't want to stop the activities that they love doing um they want to continue to play football they want to continue to run you know and and and, and continue to be part of that social circle and um so they, these are the concerns they come with and and I've treated uh, patients who've had meniscal tears who've had meniscal surgeries um you know with with exercise therapy and and whether that's patients who've gone and had the surgery or non-surgical management you know i've i've personally had some great um, results with them um and their symptoms have reduced significantly um so and and when i mean you know non-surgical management and exercise therapy i mean you know proper exercises carried out as a structured program carried out in the gym um and really targeting those muscles around the knee um and and up the chain as well um and and doing them consistently because the best exercises are those that are done consistently over time and not just once in a while um and they have shown some promising results so for the next episode uh, part 3 I will be talking to you um about non-surgical management of meniscal injuries um and surgical management of meniscal injuries too, and and also some of the rehabilitation strategies, and 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 muscles to target and exercises to do. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening.